Several years ago, I spent an extended weekend in ministry to youthful offenders at the Western Youth Institution near Morganton, North Carolina. Back in those days, that was a 16-story high-rise prison for incarcerated youth. And with Epiphany Prison Ministry, we spent an extended weekend there with a group of those youthful offenders sharing with them the love of Jesus Christ. We did not judge them, we just loved them. We played with them, we gave all of them a a birthday party. Some of them had never had a birthday party before in their whole life. And we told them about Jesus and how much Jesus loved them. And over the course of that long weekend, I saw many of those hardened prisoners become kids again. I I hope and I pray that many of those kids never forget that weekend. I know that I will never forget that weekend. And I especially remember returning home and having a conversation with my son Caleb, who was a teenager at that time. And I told him about my experience in that prison with those incarcerated young men, all between the ages of 14 and 17. And I remember saying to my son that even though the lives of many of those youth had been very, very hard, they were there in that prison for the most part because they got up one morning and they made some choice that day. And as a result of that choice, they ended up being imprisoned. Sometimes a simple choice, a mundane decision, can change our lives forever. One day, Pontius Pilate got out of bed early, as was his custom. He put on his Roman uniform, and he went out to to adjudicate, to judge between some of his subjects there in Judea. And it was in many ways a day just like all the other days that Pontius Pilate had had there in Judea, living as the governor of the Jewish people there. But that day would change his life forever and actually change history forever. Let me introduce you a little bit more to this Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate was a Roman prefect. That means he was a Roman soldier. He was a commander in charge of over 1,000 troops. And he had been assigned to that turbulent province of Judea in the first century by the Roman Empire who ruled. He normally kept his soldiers and he kept garrison there on the coast of Judea at the beautiful Caesarea Maritima where he enjoyed the Mediterranean Sea and he enjoyed the palace that King Herod had built. But Pontius Pilate would take his soldiers and go to the holy city of Jerusalem when there was a special Jewish festival because he would need to keep the peace and maintain order during those religious festivals. And here in our text for the day, we find Jesus and Pilate meeting each other there in Jerusalem during a Passover celebration. 
We actually know a lot about Pontius Pilate because of the writings of uh, Josephus, a first century Jewish historian, Philo, another first century Jewish historian, and of course because of the New Testament. We know as we look at that 10-year rule of Pontius Pilate in Judea that he was a reasonably able governor, but he had little understanding or little sympathy for his Jewish subjects. At the beginning of his rule there in Judea, he sent his soldiers into the temple precinct one day and they were carrying Roman banners. And on those Roman banners was a depiction of Tiberius Caesar. And of course that infuriated, that image of a human being infuriated the Jews there. And they went to Caesarea Maritima and for five days they pled with Pontius Pilate to take the soldiers with those idolatrous banners out of the temple precinct. They pled for five days and eventually it wore thin on Pontius Pilate's patience and Pontius Pilate commanded his soldiers to infiltrate the crowd and at a given signal to kill the Jews that were there protesting. And the signal was given and when those Roman soldiers went to kill the Jews, a fascinating thing happened. All of the Jews there just stretched out and bore their necks to the Roman soldiers because they had said that they had rather die at the hands of Rome than to transgress their sacred laws. Well, at that point, Pontius Pilate relented and he let those Jewish, those bothersome Jewish subjects have what they wanted religiously. So Pontius Pilate was a Roman prefect, and he was a reasonably good governor of the province of Judea during the time of Jesus, but had little understanding or sympathy for the religious sensitivities of the people. But the other, name, other thing you need to understand about Pontius Pilate, besides the fact he was a Roman governor, was that he was basically a coward. And that's the Pontius Pilate we see in the New Testament. Pontius Pilate here in our text for the morning when he met Jesus there in Jerusalem did not want to get involved in a Jewish religious dispute. But the enemies of Jesus, some of those Jewish religious leaders, refused, refused to allow anything to happen with Jesus other than the death of Jesus. They wanted Jesus to be removed out of envy, out of jealousy, out of concern for the peace there in Judea. And Pontius Pilate, being the coward, eventually gave into the Jewish religious leaders, to the pressure of the Jewish religious leaders, and did what he did not want to do in regards to Jesus. Three times in the Gospel of John, two times in the text that you heard me read a few moments ago, Pontius Pilate declared Jesus to be innocent. And at one point, Pontius Pilate, in John's Gospel here, 
had Jesus tortured and then presented the bloody, tortured Jesus to the religious leaders, hoping that would satisfy their thirst for blood. But it didn't. And they continued to pressure Pontius Pilate. And they knew the Achilles heel of Pontius Pilate. They knew that Pontius Pilate wanted to stay in good with the Roman Caesar. And that's when they said things to Pontius Pilate, such as, if you don't deal with this Jesus, you are no friend of Caesar. And perhaps the most important thing in Pontius Pilate's life was he wanted to be a friend of Caesar. And at the end of the text for this day, you heard those Jewish religious leaders say what I think perhaps is one of the saddest things you hear in the New Testament as they said to Pontius Pilate, we have no king except for the emperor. Those religious leaders were willing to do and say just about anything to Pontius Pilate to get rid of Jesus of Nazareth. So the pressure was applied and the coward Pontius Pilate finally caved in and gave these Jewish religious leaders, some of the Jewish religious leaders in Jerusalem, early on this morning, what they wanted in regards to Jesus Christ. He gave in to them and he turned this Jesus over to his soldiers to crucify this Jesus. There are only two human beings mentioned in the Apostles' Creed. Last week we looked at the Virgin Mary. This week we hear Pontius Pilate. As Pontius Pilate is immortalized in this ancient Christian creed, Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. It's as if the early Christian community never wanted us to forget that it was under Pontius Pilate that Jesus suffered. And the creed mentions Pontius Pilate, and here we are 2,000 years later, still recalling almost Sunday after Sunday that it was under Pontius Pilate that Jesus suffered. So there are two human beings mentioned in the creed. There's Mary and there's Pilate. It's almost as if the creed every time we recite it presents us with a choice presents us with the choice are we going to choose the way of mary the way of humble obedience yielding to jesus yielding to the will of god or are we going to choose the way of pontius pilate and choose a passionate passionate desire for power in this world to where we're at the mercy of peer pressure, we're at the mercy of the people around us, we're at the mercy of what other people want because we're being controlled by a desire to please perhaps those people that we consider to be the most influential. So there's the choice, the way of Mary or the way of Pontius Pilate.
sometimes we can make a decision that determines the rest of our life. Sometimes we can make a decision that haunts us for the rest of our life. Sometimes we can make a decision that will bless us for the rest of our lives. The creed presents us with this choice, just as the Christian faith every day presents us with this choice. So, why? Why did Jesus Christ have to suffer and be crucified and die and be buried under Pontius Pilate? Well, there's several answers to that question. Jesus died because of the evil of this world. He died because of the cowardice of Pontius Pilate. From the very beginning of Jesus' life to his crucifixion, Satan was the very hound of hell chasing Jesus. And Satan used Pontius Pilate. So you could say Jesus died because of the power of Rome and the cowardice of Pilate. But more importantly, in the great plan of God, Jesus died at the hands of wicked, evil people in order to pay a price that he, Jesus, did not owe, in order to show a love beyond human imagining, in order to be the final perfect sacrifice that would bring us into a relationship with God, in order to open the doors of heaven for a sinful human race. This is what, this is what God did with the evil of this world. This is still what God does with the evil of this world. At one particular point in history, Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried for you and for me. Amen.